Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey there, welcome back. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about celebration and celebrating both big and small wins. It's a game changer when you start to celebrate on a regular basis for your career or your business. When we are constantly celebrating, it means that we're always in growth because we wouldn't be celebrating if we didn't have growth. We're in growth and creation mode. And our culture is so big on celebrating output and activity and busy, and we want to celebrate tangible results. And I'm here to say, yeah, definitely celebrate those wins. But I also want you to celebrate the milestones along the way, the wins that are harder to measure to someone who's external than yourself. Maybe they wouldn't see the win, but you do. So here's a little story. I have a client who has strived for a promotion within their organization for the last six months. We work together and our work up-leveled their performance. They were working on becoming more visible, where they could maximize their results, and where they could show up with a different level of executive presence. And they didn't know this. It wasn't necessarily about working harder. It was just really understanding how to amplify your own strengths and stay focused on the goal. And in this case, the goal was the promotion. So guess what? They get a call from leadership that they're being offered the promotion. When we had our next session, I asked them how they celebrated. And they said that they would celebrate once it was in writing. So within a few weeks, they received a formal contract with all the glorious details, the benefits of getting to this level of executive within this organization. It included a hefty raise, a retention package, stock options, the whole big dream type of package. So I asked them again how they were going to celebrate. And they said this time they would celebrate once they had their attorney review everything. Eventually the negotiation was finalized. It was signed and countersigned. And they still didn't celebrate because now they said they would only celebrate when the promotion was announced to the team. And when it was eventually announced, you know what happened. They never celebrated Months later in our work, they confided in me that they didn't know why they were numb to all the success they had achieved. That getting the promotion, the whole reason why we started working together was to get the promotion, didn't bring them the feeling that they expected. And they thought they would have felt respected, satisfied, that they had finally arrived, that they they really wanted their peers in the industry to see what they had accomplished. But in reality, they said all it did was make them look towards the next goal and immediately start striving and hustling to get to that next milestone. And this conversation, I got to tell you, made me so incredibly sad 
Because so many of us keep striving. We keep searching for the experience. We want the feeling that we think is going to make us happy, make us feel good, and that we can finally find our purpose. We've arrived. And because we don't celebrate along the way, we don't celebrate the milestones, we never feel satisfied. Our brains have a negative bias. Our brains are still running on evolutionary biology. You have to acknowledge and digest the kill in order to know how you got it. You're only completing half the reward cycle if you don't include the celebration. Without acknowledgement, the brain doesn't know and keeps striving. It's always in the first part of the cycle of reward and never in the completion. We feel we need to protect ourselves. As if the win would disintegrate if we took a pause and honored the accomplishment before all the bits and pieces were finalized. And many of us do this. We're, we're, we're basically afraid to exhale. Or another way is like we're, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And we don't feel safe celebrating because if it's not perfect, we feel like we would jinx it. So I'm not suggesting that you go out and update your LinkedIn profile before something is signed and before it's public, but honoring the win, asking yourself what you're most proud of and reflecting on your own resourcefulness. And and maybe you tell a confidant in your life so you can share the win with them is so beneficial to your brain and your success. We have stayed alive for thousands of years because we have been able to use this fear, this anticipation, the urgency, the alertness to our advantage. And you can see how urgency and alertness can help you up-level your game and being and use it to create what you want in your career. There's a low level of fear and unsettledness and worry that keeps us from growth. There's a really interesting book called The Molecule of More, and I'll put the details in the show notes, but it talks about how dopamine is about anticipation. And this is a really good thing. It keeps us alert. It keeps us happy. It keeps us learning. It keeps our, it keeps our various learning centers of our brain open and alert so we can absorb information and intellect. And when we get the thing that we've been working for, if we don't pause and acknowledge what we've created and relish in the victory, whether it's big or small, we experience a letdown and we don't stay present. The high goes away. So you need to chase the next thing to get the high. That high is that dopamine. It's that anticipation. You want the next one and the next one. And you're never feeling satisfied because you have the first part, the anticipation part of the reward cycle, but you don't have the completion, the acknowledgement of it. So we're never satisfied. When you don't celebrate, you keep waiting for an external thing to make you satisfied and make you happy. And it never works. And the half-life burns bright and fast. So we need to train our brains. What we practice is repeated. And what we repeat is what creates success. When we train our brains to see what's possible, and then because our brain wants a reward, it will look for more possibility. We complete the reward cycle by celebrating both big and small wins. When you celebrate your win or a promotion, 
the micro wins along the way, you are developing rituals where you can honor and create more success. So ask yourself, what am I most proud of? How is I resourceful and resilient in creating this win? What am I most proud of that I had to overcome? When you tell yourself what you did and as a result create a win, that is taking full ownership of the win. And when you own a result fully, you can completely celebrate it because it's coming from a place of integrity and authenticity and excitement. And equally, if you are not getting the result you want, you get to change it because you're responsible for it because you own it. Owning the results that you created and telling yourself how you did this, taking a pause, evaluating, means that you are someone who is constantly creating and constantly celebrating. And if you're constantly creating, that is change and growth. When a client talks about their win, I always ask them, how were they resourceful in creating this win? Which strengths did they use? What was their biggest learning? And I'm doing this because I want to help them teach their brains. I want them to practice celebration and success. What you focus on increases. When you are focusing on all of your macro and micro wins, you create really positive energy. And then you take action from that place, creating more wins and more successes. I want you to catch yourself if you start to downplay your success or tell yourself that it wasn't that big of a deal. Please stop doing that. If you're like many of us, you were raised with the idea that celebrating was was like braggy or braggadocious and that you should feel humble because you don't want to make others feel bad. Okay, seriously? Celebrating yourself doesn't make others feel bad. You can say unpleasant and dicky things, but you can't control their thoughts and thinking and you can't make someone feel something. They're responsible for their thoughts and their feelings. That's their responsibility. But if you are arrogant and you believe you're better than them and your celebration is filled with a lot of like, I'm better than you tone, well, yeah, then that's really unfortunate and no one's going to want to celebrate with you. But when you come from the lens of, I want to celebrate because I'm so proud of myself and what I've created, then people want to celebrate with you. When you compete against others, you go it alone. When you compete against yourself, others will join you in the celebration. Sean Anker is a psychiatrist. He is an author. You've probably seen him on Oprah and he has a PBS special and he also has a TEDx talk. He's a treat. He's really hilarious and I highly recommend that you go look for him. He talks about positive psychology, happiness, and potential. His whole thing is the science of happiness. For so many people, like my client, each time you hit a goal, you just move the goalpost. You think it's the next success that's going to make you happy. If you believe that happiness is just on the other side of success, your brain never gets there. And when you don't celebrate, you keep wanting for the external thing to make you happy. And again, it never works. What Sean tells us is that if we can raise someone's level of positivity in the present, their brain then experiences what's called the happiness advantage. And that is the name of his book, The Happiness Advantage. Your brain 
fueled with positivity, performs significantly better than it does when it's negative, neutral, or stressed. Your intelligence, your creativity, and your energy level all rise when you are fueled with positivity. It even improves business outcomes. It increases sales, more collaboration, it increases resiliency, and to a degree, it's going to decrease burnout. Your brain working on positivity is 31% more productive than if your brain was at a negative, neutral, or stressed state. 90% of your happiness is predicted by the way your brain processes the world. And 75% of your job success is predicted by your optimism levels, plus social support and your ability to be able to look at stress as a challenge versus a threat. Mindset, exercise, thought work, connection with others, journaling, gratitude, meditation, All of these help you complete the reward cycle, enabling you to be more optimistic and successful. And if you can find the way to become more positive in the present, then your brain works to be even more successful. If you change the lens on how you view something, you change your reality. We have to tell our brain how to change. We get to refresh and rewire our thinking around our wins and how we got there. And you know what? The most practiced thinking is the one that wins. Think shitty thoughts, and that's what's going to take over. Think celebratory thoughts, and that's what's going to gain momentum. I believe you become more positive in the present when you celebrate. It helps you see how the things that you're doing are worth celebrating. It stops you from waiting for the next thing to make you happy. Because you get to create excitement and satisfaction, inspiration, focus, and happiness right now and at every milestone along the way. The energy of winning creates more wins because your brain likes wins and wants more of it. It's easy to celebrate the obvious wins. I'm asking you to celebrate all the wins along the way. And it doesn't have to be like confetti, but celebrating with acknowledgement, appreciation, pride for what you've done, taking a beat, pausing, really looking and being like, huh, that's really cool. I I created that. When you start new jobs or begin a new experience, it may be slow in the beginning and you may not have a tangible result. You have to find the baby wins, the micro wins, even if they aren't huge so that you can see your growth. And you get to then see how you're changing and creating the results that you want in your life. How do you celebrate? I'm guessing you have a handle on how to celebrate your big wins. So continue to do what works for you. For the smaller micro wins, one, I want you to track them. And if you don't track the things that you've done, you are going to lose perspective on how much you've done along the way. So the baby wins, this could be you were you were triggered by something that someone said and you were able to manage your mind and respond in a professional manner. That's a win. That's the kind of, I'm talking about the micro wins along the way. You got something done on time. You felt really proud of the presentation that you wrote. Not giving the presentation, the prep for the presentation. You felt proud about how you managed a challenging client situation. 
those are the ones that are harder to measure, but it's really important to track so that you don't lose your perspective along the way. And frankly, it also makes it a lot easier at uh, review time because suddenly you have a list of wins that you can weave into your 360 feedback. Number two is I would save all of your thank you notes and positive emails. So if it's appropriate within your corporate environment to forward the email to your own personal email account so you have a copy of it, and it's not because you're going to use it in any way more than reflect on yourself, again, to show how far you've come and to have basically a collection folder of thank you notes and positive notes. And because I don't like to keep paper, I take a picture of any time I get a thank you note, and then I store it in a folder called thank you. We do this because it gives us evidence. And while I want you to get to a place where you have belief before evidence, this collection and saving of thank you notes and positive emails will help you see the evidence of what you've done previously. They will remind you of all of your good wins and then you tend to feel good. And then we can create belief for ourselves, believing that, well, if we've done it before, we can do it again. And therefore, we can get back into believing in possibility. We're energized. We're feeling proud, good, happy, inspired. We then take action from those feelings and we completely shift our results. We may not have an immediate win, but we have momentum. Number three, think the best of yourself and others. Appreciation and gratitude are other words for celebration. And I started this practice many years ago where in advance, I would think about how other people were going to receive me and I would offer them the same appreciation and love in return. I would get jazzed about the meeting and what's possible because suddenly I was meeting people that were really looking forward to meeting me and I was creating that thought on purpose. So when I started showing up believing that I'm appreciated. They think I'm smart. They think that we're going to have great collaboration, the best ideas, and offer them that same thought of courtesy. Things would shift. And then fourth is basically a gratitude and appreciation list, right? So I would think about all the areas of where I had appreciation, my husband, family, friends, clients, business, job. And I would look to acknowledge at least one thing in every area each day. And then I would ask myself questions. What did I create this week? How have I grown? What did I overcome? What was the best thing about today? What do I want to celebrate about myself? Then I would decide the answers. And those are my thoughts. And here's what happens. When I am in a place of appreciation, I am creating and giving a different energy. Things shift. People want to be around you. They want to have you on their team. They want to hire you. They want to promote you because they want more of what you're selling and what you're bringing to the table. And when you want more of you, others do too. And that's pretty amazing. Okay, my friends, celebrate yourself this week. I'd love to hear what you're planning, how you're celebrating, and how you're leveraging the happiness advantage in your life. Email me at hello at jillgriffincoaching.com or learn more on my website. All right, my friends, thanks for joining me and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one 
or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon. Thank you.